We begin Seder Mayed. The subject of Seder Mayed are the various special days during the year, such as the Yom Tovim and Shabbos and also fast days and the various laws which apply on those days. There are 12 Masechtas in this Seder, and the first two focus on Shabbos. Now one of the times which the Torah mentions the commandment of Shabbos, it places that commandment right next to the commandment to build a Mishkan. And we learn from there that all of the things which were done in the construction of the Mishkan, and to assemble all of the parts in the Mishkan, those are the things which are forbidden on Shabbos. And as we'll learn in the seventh parak of this Masechta, there are 39 categories of forbidden work on Shabbos. Those are known as Aves Malachas, the father categories of work, but of course within each category there are many different activities which come under that category and are also forbidden mid oraisa So the subcategories of work, those things which were not done in the Mishkan themselves, however they are similar to one of those 39 things which were done in the Mishkan, those are known as toldois, which literally means the children or the descendants, the smaller subdivisions of work, whereas the 39 categories are called the avos, the fathers of the malacha. We're going to see later on in the Masechta what exactly the difference between an Av Malacha and a Toldo is, but it's important to realize that both of them are forbidden in exactly the same way. They are both forbidden with the Arisa from the Torah, and the punishment for violating one of those Malachas, one of those forms of work. So if you break Shabbos on purpose, intentionally, the punishment for doing so is that one is killed by Bastin. And in fact, he gets the most severe death penalty from the Bastin, namely Skila which is when he is thrown off a cliff and stoned. Now one only receives skila if he breaks Shabbos intentionally, and two witnesses saw him do it, and they warned him before doing it that it's forbidden to do it, and the punishment is skila. But if any of those conditions were not met, then he will not receive skila. However, if he still knew that he was breaking Shabbos, and he did it on purpose, then he receives the punishment of kores, which is delivered by Hashem in different ways. For example, his children might die early, or he might die early. He's sort of cut off from Hashem. So that is the punishment for breaking Shabbos b'mezid intentionally. On the other hand, if somebody breaks Shabbos b'shoigeg unintentionally by mistake, then they must bring a korban chatos, a sin offering, to atone for their sin. Now there's a big misconception as to what exactly b'shoigeg means. If somebody does an action which he didn't mean to do, for example, if you drop some seeds on the ground and you end up planting them, but you didn't mean to do that, that is not considered to be a b'shoigeg case because you didn't even mean to do that action. Beshoigi refers to a specific case where you knew, let's say you were planting, to take that example of a forbidden form of work, let's say you knew you were planting, but you didn't realize you're not allowed to plant on Shabbos. Or let's say you didn't realize it was Shabbos today. So you knew what you were doing and you meant to do it, you just didn't know it was forbidden. So that is considered shoigeg, and if one does that, then he will need to bring a korban chatos. Now the first few prokim of Masechus Shabbos discuss the laws which apply already before Shabbos comes in, and then it goes on to discuss the laws which apply as Shabbos is coming in, lighting candles just before Shabbos comes in, and then for the rest of the Masechta, really the vast majority of the Masechta, we discuss the laws which apply on Shabbos itself. Now the very first Mishnah does not actually discuss laws which apply before Shabbos, however it is the first Mishnah because it introduces to us rules to do with a particular form of work as a sort of introduction to the second Mishnah which does discuss that form of work and how it applies before Shabbos comes in. Now the form of work which we're referring to is the Malacha of Hitzah. 
which literally means carrying out, and it refers to the prohibition of carrying something from one domain to another. Now there are two main domains when it comes to Shabbos, and that is Rosh Hayochid, a private domain, and Rosh Hashanah a public domain. Now it's important to realize that what makes a domain a private domain is not the fact that it's owned by an individual private person. Rather, the definition of a Rosh Hayochid is an area of at least 4 by 4 Tfachim, which is surrounded on all four sides by a wall which is at least 10 Tfachim high. Even if it's owned by multiple people, it could still be considered a Rishusayochid, at least on a Midoraisa level. On the other hand, when it comes to Rishusarabim, a public domain, this needs to be an area which is at least 16 Amas wide, and it's got to be somewhere where lots of people are there often. So it does actually have to be public in that sense, and it's got to be somewhere which is not surrounded by walls, and it doesn't have a roof. So that would be considered a Rishus HaRabim. Now an important difference between a Rishus HaYochid and a Rishus HaRabim is that an area is only considered a Rishus HaRabim up until 10 Tefachim high above the ground. But the airspace above 10 Tefachim from the ground is not considered to be part of the Rishus HaRabim. However, when it comes to Rishus HaYochid, the entire area above that Rishus HaYochid is also considered part of that domain. Even the airspace which is higher up than in line with the top of the walls. Now the area above Tentfochim in a public domain is actually a third domain in itself, another type of domain, and that is called a Mokimptur, which literally means an exempt area, and other exempt areas would also include somewhere which is smaller than 4x4 Tfachim. Let's say you've got an area which is smaller than that and surrounded by a wall, so it can't be a Rishusayochid because it's smaller than 4x4 Tfachim, so that would also be considered a Mokimptur, an exempt area. Now the form of work called Hitzah refers to the prohibition of carrying something from a Rishus HaYochid into a Rishus HaRabim or from a Rishus HaRabim into a Rishus HaYochid. On the other hand, as the name suggests, one is allowed to carry from a Rishus HaRabim into a Mokham Ptur, into an exempt area, or vice versa, and you could also take from a Rishus HaYochid into a Mokham Ptur, and vice versa, and that will be allowed. Now mid saw any area which doesn't reach the conditions of a Rishus HaYochid or a Rishus HaRabim is considered a Mokham Ptur, and you'd be able to carry from there and into there. However, Midrabonon, many of these areas have similar characteristics and features as Erish Sayochid and Erish Sarabim. For example, a very large open area where not so many people go. So in a way, that's very like a public domain because it's a very large area. But on the other hand, it's like Erish Sayochid. It's like a private domain in that not many people go there. Another example is an area of at least 4x4 Tfachim, which is surrounded by a wall, but the wall is, let's say, only 5 Tfachim high. So the wall is too short to make that domain considered a Rishus but it's still very similar to Rishus HaYochid. And therefore, with Rabbonin, there is a fourth type of domain, and that is known as a Carmelis. So many of the restrictions which apply to Rishus HaYochid and Rishus HaRabim, Midrabonon apply to a Carmelis as well. And therefore, for example, Midrabonon, one is not allowed to carry from Rishus HaYochid into a Carmelis, or vice versa, or from Rishus HaRabim into a Carmelis, or vice versa. Now, just before we begin the Mishnah, it's important to note that there is another part that we haven't yet discussed of this form of work called Hitzah. The first part is carrying from one domain into another, but another part of this malacha of Hitzah is that it is prohibited to carry something in a public domain for the length of four amas. If you carry something for four amas along a public domain, you would also have violated this malacha of Hitzah. 